for the Agile community. www.agile.fm Yeah, welcome to another podcast episode with uh, Agile FM and today is the 26th of February 2018 and I have Steve Porter from Scrum.org uh, here with me and Steve is the uh, PSD community um, lead, he works with the uh, trainers, he works on the training material from Scrum.org and uh, it is my understanding that Steve Porter is today at the Lean Agile US conference and there was a big announcement uh, today. Uh, the announcement is that there is a training um, about Scrum with Kanban. So this is very big because this is the first time Scrum.org is not only Scrum, it's Scrum with Kanban. But first of all, welcome to the podcast, Steve. Thank you very much. Thanks for that introduction. And yes, you are right. I am down here in lovely Port Lauderdale, Florida, escaping the winter mm -hmm. uh, at uh, what's turned out to be just an awesome conference that they're putting on here. And it's really great. The Lean Agile US conference uh, is trying to um, uh, have a wide audience that they have. Mm -hmm. And it's been really nice to be with a whole bunch of people who Scrum isn't necessarily their first the first thing they think of when they think of Agile and Lean, yeah. uh, to be down here with that uh, that audience talking about our brand new offering. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, Scrum and Kanban, or Scrum with Kanban. Um, so there is, I think there's one of the uh, news releases today was about, you know, uh, bridging uh, the two uh, the two pieces in the, in the Agile community rather than building a wall, right? Uh, Tell us a little bit how this all started. How did this, how did this come up that Scrum.org um, created a course like this um, and I believe also a certification program around this? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, is, it is interesting when I do talk to people, it's like, hang on, Kanban, but you're the Scrum people. Like, that's, it, that's, that's the other side. Like, mm -hmm. how, how is it you're doing that you're talking about this other thing? And uh, how it all started was as with many things, it's just with personal connections. So uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Daniel Vacanti, mm -hmm. who was a very early proponent of Kanban, was involved in some very early Kanban implementations. He's actually the first uh, person to ever run a software project using uh, what has turned into this idea of Kanban for knowledge work. Mm -hmm. And he had met one of our, one of our PSTs, fellow PSTs, and during those conversations, uh, the PSD, uh, Louis, Louis Philippe up in uh, Quebec, Canada, uh, realized that Daniel had a desire to have a connection with other like-minded people, people who are looking to give other people tools to help them improve their processes. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's, uh, that is what Kanban is about and that's what Scrum is about. So. He introduced Daniel Vacanti and myself. We had some, just some early uh, telephone discussions, just talk about mm -hmm. the things that we were passionate about. He's obviously passionate about Kanban, I'm passionate about Scrum. And we very quickly realized that we had far more in common than, we, uh, than any sort of differences that we share around our approaches to helping people improve. Mm -hmm. And it really just snowballed from there to phone conversations, I invited him to some of our events, uh, we started doing, we did a blog series together, it was uh, great, we wrote 
um, I think a handful of blogs together talking about building bridges. Mm -hmm. And for me, the natural extension from all of these discussions about building bridges was to co-author a course mm -hmm. to introduce these ideas to people to help them understand that if you're doing Scrum mm -hmm. and you're doing it well, that these Kanban practices are a a really great opportunity for you to improve how you do your software. Mm -hmm. So the result was this uh, is a two-day course um, yes. where some of those topics, and maybe we dive into um, a few of those topics, but what was the reaction at the conference today uh, when, when this release was made? First, there was a press release, but also uh, somebody went on stage and made some announcements. Yeah, it was the... Uh, a Scrum Org is, is a sponsor here, so I've been working the booth. Uh, I did a workshop in working the booth, and the people who've been coming by have all been incredibly positive. Uh, and we've had uh, a handful of... There's, there are many people here who their their main uh, their main gig right now is teaching I'm going to use uh, rabbit air quotes here pure Kanban to people mm -hmm. and they've come by and they said that they really appreciate what we're doing this idea of bridging communities and when uh, along with the course we worked again in concert with people in the Kanban community we actually created a guide the Kanban guide for scrum teams mm -hmm. we printed them out we've been distributing the distributing them to people and the people who have read it have been given giving us just wonderful feedback on uh, the guidance that we're providing teams and just this extra tool that scrum teams can put into their toolkit mm -hmm. uh, so so the guide is uh, is the result of all the conversations and uh, blog posts i would assume and what led it eventually to the training course now if i um if, if I recall, there is no certification in the Kanban community. Uh, I, now, there is, uh, in the Kanban community, there is one main provider of training, and I honestly don't know whether they add a certification on top of that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for me, one of the things I really love about Scrum.org is if you do attend one of our classes, we love that you come and, you, and that you have the potential to learn something. Mm -hmm. But on top of that... If you would like to certify your knowledge, we insist that you prove that mm -hmm. by more than just showing up and breathing the air of some trainer for two days. Mm -hmm. So along with the course, we are going to have a certification. But for me, more, far more important than the certification itself is we are going to have an assessment. We are going to test your scrum with Kanban knowledge. And like all of our other certifications... Um, within a relatively short period of time, we are, we are beta testing it right now with people who attend the class, but mm -hmm. uh, within a relatively short period of time, we are going to decouple the certification from the class. So if you're a person who is already doing Scrum with Kanban in your teams and you just like to certify that you have a really good solid understanding of what the proper way of doing it is or mm -hmm. the most effective way of doing it, you can go into the Scrum.org website take that assessment and certify your skills. Mm -hmm. um, you, work, you work very close with um, Ken Schwebel, obviously, at, at Scrum.org. Um, you cross paths, I would say, pretty frequently. Um, yes. 
when when somebody says Ken Schwaber, it, it's clearly Scrum. You know, everybody sees the Scrum Guide and and sees Scrum uh, Ken's work over all these years. How does he and how does Scrum.org uh, felt and how was how was this uh, development of of this course and the certification within Scrum.org? Was there any hesitance or? So uh, my um, I I do definitely Ken is my boss mm -hmm. uh, and I do cross paths with him. Um, I'm I'm always very careful. I'm not going to speak for Ken. Mm -hmm. Ken Ken is more Ken is more than able to speak for himself. Yeah. I do know that as we've been going through this process, he has been up to speed with all of the decisions we've been making about moving forward with this. He has seen the material that we're teaching. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in, involved in uh, vetting the assessment questions, the the guide. He is very aware of everything that we're doing, and he is behind it. If right. let me tell you, if Ken was not behind what we're doing right now, <laughs> we, would, we would not be doing this. Yes, and I can only and, tell from your from your explanation that the the assessment will not be easy if Ken is behind it. Absolutely, and I I do want to remind people um, when I was doing my research because uh, I'd been working with Daniel Bacanti, I do have a Kanban background before I joined Scrum.org before I was a professional Scrum trainer. I was actually licensed to teach uh, Kanban material. So I was mm -hmm. a licensed Kanban trainer and an accredited Kanban practitioner and coach. So I do understand Kanban really, really well. And before I took this idea uh, to the, the, the staff, to the staff at Scrum.org and to Ken, I did a little bit of research and I did find some very early writing by Ken where it was a blog post that he did come out relatively strongly and I, I don't want to say against Kanban, but he did come out very strongly to point out some of the, mm -hmm. the challenges that teams doing Kanban might have. And when I read that, I was obviously a little nervous. It's like, okay, Ken's got a, obviously a strong opinion about this. Mm -hmm. And then as I read through the comments in the blog, because uh, he, had, he had people commenting about the position he had taken, mm -hmm. and it was interesting that farther down in the comments, he actually clarified his thinking behind it. And he did say, it's like, I really don't have a problem with Kanban. What I'm worried about is it being in, having it enforced upon teams mm -hmm. and it being used improperly and potentially leading teams to do bad things. But... In theory, the concepts are fine. Mm -hmm. When I read that, it's like, well, this, this then is going to be a perfect fit because I'm not asking Scrum teams to get rid of Scrum and to start doing Kanban. What I'm, what I'm telling people to do or what I'm trying to teach people to do is you already have this really great uh, uh, context called mm -hmm. Scrum, professional Scrum, where you've got a Scrum team, they're achieving goals, they're delivering done software, they're self-organizing, they're... They're cross-functional, so you already have this context. And I'm saying, just add Kanban to it. And by having that Scrum context already in place, where you've got self-organizing teams, right? that means that we're not imposing anything on them. Yeah. These self-organizing teams are deciding themselves that they want to visualize their work. They want to manage their flow better. They want to uh, self-impose mm -hmm. work-in-progress limits. Right. So it's all of these practices that they're they're bringing on themselves to help themselves get better, which I think is just uh, a great extension to the Scrum framework. Yeah. Now that you uh, just talked about this uh, blog post from Ken, I, like I, I just remember that I, I think I came across the same one. It just sounds so familiar, and uh, that's been a few years ago, right? 
Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a while ago, and this has been a long time coming. And for unfortunately, a relatively long period of time, there was this idea that there were two camps, and you had the Kanban camp over here and the Scrum camp over here, and uh-huh. they, they didn't get along. And in the research that I did up to uh, as as I led up to suggesting that Scrum.org take this on, uh, finding very positive writings from both Ken and Jeff on these Kanban concepts and how they can be used with inside the the context of good scrum teams, they can be used to make a team better. Right. All right. So should we go a little bit into the um, the weeds here of these two approaches, right? Sure. The framework and the tool, right? Visualization and flow out of the Kanban world. Um, there is, you know, in, in the Scrum world, there's a ton of teams out there that use uh, Scrum boards, task boards, whatever you want to call them, right, to visualize their um, their progress on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but the Scrum guy doesn't say you have to do that, right? So that's it, right. To do in progress done. Um, now in the Kanban world, that is a that's a common thing um, to to visualize uh, flow. Um, so so what is is there any kind of recommendations now to the Scrum world that a board would be recommended, or what are the tweaks uh, being made here on the Scrum side to accommodate Kanban? Right. So what what we've decided to do is, as part of that Kanban guide, was to highlight. Remember, you're already in the Scrum context, so mm-hmm. you already have cadences. To a certain degree, you're already limiting work in progress because mm-hmm. the whole idea of having a pull system in sprint planning and the sprint itself limits work in progress. Mm-hmm. So all we tried to do is highlight how these key Kanban practices would fit inside of the Scrum context. So we have four practices that we highlighted. And the four practices that we highlighted are visualize, visualization of the workflow. Mm-hmm. So you need to visualize the workflow, and the workflow obviously has to cover your sprint workflow, but we do acknowledge that Scrum teams may have workflows that is that are upstream in product discovery and refinement and those sort of pieces. They may also potentially have downstream parts of the workflow. Scrum teams still need to get potentially releasable software done inside the sprint, mm-hmm. but in some organizations, additional activities may be happening outside of that sprint boundary. Mm-hmm. So we do need to make sure we uh, visualize that entire workflow. Mm-hmm. So that's the first piece. Mm-hmm. The second one we do is limit work in progress. So again, Scrum already does have this idea of limiting work in progress because mm-hmm. teams forecast inside of a sprint. But we have this additional practice of if you have a workflow, there may be additional opportunities to limit the work in progress to help work flow better. Mm-hmm. So that's the second practice that we that we do. And in the guide, we have a little bit of more meat behind these practices to help teams actually put these into practice. Mm-hmm. So those are the first two. The third one is active management of work items in progress. So now that you are visualizing your work, now that you're limiting WIP, you have to actively manage the work so that you achieve good flow. Mm-hmm. As part of that active management, there are a key set of metrics that we suggest that teams doing Kanban in the Scrum context capture. So things like cycle time mm-hmm. and throughput and total work in progress are metrics that we suggest 
much like we have suggestions in the Scrum Guide, but we, we suggest that teams do that. And then finally, we highlight that you do need to inspect and adapt your definition of workflow. Mm -hmm. And those are the four practices that we feel if teams do this inside of a Scrum context, they will get the maximum benefit from this whole idea of Kanban and improving the flow of value mm -hmm. uh, for, for your teams. Yeah, oh, awesome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for spelling them out. Um, will there be a Kanban master um, or Scrum master or Scrum band master or Scrum <laughs> Kanban master? <laughs> so one of the things I like, and that's with, with Kanban, there is a lot of their Scrumban, there's There's different variations of Kanban depending on who you're talking about. But the one thing I love about our approach is you already have the Scrum context. Mm -hmm. You already have a role who is responsible for helping the team with their processes, with their impediments. So I don't need a Kanban master. I've already got a Scrum master. Mm -hmm. I have someone who already has that role and that accountability to do the sort of things that we're looking for. Now... In this context, they might need to know a little bit more about flow and those additional practices and Kanban. So there might be some additional pieces, but we've already got the existing role. Mm -hmm. We already have a product owner. We already have a product backlog. We already have a sprint backlog. We already have a really great set of rules for teams to follow. Mm -hmm. And we're just saying, hey, you're already doing these things. Here's some a small number of additional practices that are going to help you achieve better flow inside your sprint with your scrum teams. Mm -hmm. So um, I, th I think what I'm hearing, and I just want to spell it out here, right? So what I'm hearing is that uh, the scrum framework itself is going to continue to exist. So there will be retrospectives, uh, sprint reviews, things like the Kanban world um, wouldn't have just, uh, let's say, out of the box, right? So there will be um, sprint planning, there will be a sprint length, right? Absolutely. Right. So the, the framework continues to exist with all the roles and the, the events and so forth. And, um, and Kanban um, edition would be the four things you were just listing out, as well as the, the focus on flow. Is that, is that uh, the, the addition? So it's Scrum with Kanban, but it's the Scrum framework will continue to exist as it is. Yeah. And that is really important for us to just remind people that I'm... I'm a huge proponent of Scrum. I think the roles and events and artifacts, the rules that bind them all together, are a really great way for teams to deliver value to their customers. Mm -hmm. And when teams go and add these additional practices, which Scrum encourages, right in the Scrum Guide, we define Scrum as a container for additional methodologies and practices um, for teams to use. But the key for me is don't throw out don't diminish any of the things that make Scrum as good as it is. So, yes, we're still doing sprint planning. Absolutely. It's such an important event to bring your team together at least, at least every month to come together and set a goal. Um, we're still doing daily scrums. Uh, we're still doing sprint reviews. We're still doing retrospectives. Um, the Kanban practices just help workflow and the additional metrics that we suggest you gather I'll give you additional tools and additional opportunities to inspect and adapt. Mm -hmm. uh, Scrum has always been about the bare minimum set, the barely sufficient process to help teams. And then we've always encouraged people to do other things. We've got um, Scrum.org has a class professional Scrum developer 
that talks a lot about the additional XP practices that teams can use to help them produce potentially releasable increments mm-hmm. every every one month or less. So, yeah. uh, but and when you're doing those additional XP practices, you don't stop doing your daily. You don't stop doing your review. It's just Scrum with additional practices. Mm-hmm. Well, my my last question might be a little bit uh, premature here for you because today on the 26th of uh, February 2018, this whole thing was announced. So this is brand new. Uh, but what do you have in mind as, as the next upcoming kind of things, right? So the announcement was today, there's a course, there's a certification, um, there might be a little roadshow, there might be some um, more blog posts, posts but um, what, what's in for the next six months? What do you like to see in, uh, in that space to develop? For me, the most important thing for the next six months really is to get the message out and, uh, and to get more opportunities for people who might be interested in this to give them the opportunity to actually attend one of our classes. So mm-hmm. we have a wonderful worldwide trainer community of about, I think we're up to about 208 trainers right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our expectation is of those 208 trainers, not all of them are, able, are going to be able to teach this. And for me, that's okay. We don't want our scrum experts and all of our PSTs are excellent at scrum. But a lot of them aren't going to be, and I'll just be, I'll be honest, they're mm-hmm. not going to have enough Kanban experience to be able to teach this course. Right. So my, the biggest challenge I'm going to have over the next six months is to identify the PSTs who have the experience we're looking for and then be able to get them trained on this material because uh, the quality of our trainers is such an important part of the Scrum Donor brand mm. that it's not as if you can just come to us and say, yeah, I know Kanban, and then boom, you can start training this class. We right. need to vet your skills. And by we, I've partnered with Kanban experts. So uh, uh, Daniel Bacanti personally vets the trainers, our PSTs, to make sure that they're able to teach this material. Mm. So it's going to take us a while to get uh, enough of our PSTs trained, and then we basically need to help them connect up with customers so that they can experience the class mm-hmm. and then help us inspect and adapt and make it better. Mm-hmm. The certification is open, right? PSK is the name for it? Yes, mm-hmm. yes it'll be a PSK1. And uh, once we finish beta testing it after our first few teaches, it will be available to anybody who would like to uh, certify that they understand good, solid Kanban practices inside of our Scrum context. Mm-hmm. Wow, very big news. Um, yeah. Steve, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking time out. Uh, we had a little bit of background noise here. I think there's some people on your booth that want to have yes. some, uh, some questions answered around uh, Scrum with Kanban. <laughs> yeah, it's been an exciting day here. So there's lots of people coming up and asking us questions, yeah, taking right. copies of the guide. So uh, I'm glad I could take a little bit of time off to, uh, to chat with you, Bill. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, maybe we'll just touch base in a few months from now and see where this uh, program is heading and uh, what the early feedback is. I think that, I think that would be great. I'd love to, to do a follow-up for your, for your listeners. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Good luck. You all. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Agile FM, the radio for the Agile community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. If you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts, please go to www.agile.fm. Talk to you soon.